Get scuffed in the streets. We're from cell blocks with case two suits for peace. Penitentiary flows, they want bars from us kings. Locked down, incarcerated, I breathe. My existence had free reign for a while, it manifested a growth. Must have seen gang fade from the hope. It's all love, so I'm passing it on. Not perfect, but I'm still stashing a chrome blasting nigga trying to step on my toes. Movements, no car full with foes. Get fold like it's retail with clothes. Trying to fold out of love, but still do it for dough. A suit damn from the hate, I've been peeping you looking like Suzanne. For the most part, I'm always throwing up two, man. And I just keep significance by looking at shoes. Now a nigga see through the souls. Edgar Allan Poe, I'm Mobs Barley. Rest in peace to Bob Marley. you were saying because i was catching like i was telling you yesterday i was catching like a lot of different shit like as far as uh you were saying but you said something like uh like aboriginal like you said something about aboriginal no prefix or something i'm like damn like did i catch that right or or, or was that yeah, something else you know because i couldn't fit it all in, in yeah you said average or something like yeah you got it like because it's it's been several people that and brought that to my attention like some dude said some word i never heard about like you know what I'm saying? And somebody else was asking me and shit. And the nigga that recorded me was like, you should just figure out a way to say Aboriginal. And I was like, nah, man, shit. The English diction is, is bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And the ab in front of original kind of uh, 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 takes away from original. You know what I'm saying? Right, Ain't nothing. Right. Original, nigga. If you're original, you're original. Ain't nothing ab about that. No prefix. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that was, hell, that was hard, bro. I'm glad I'm glad I caught that though, like because I you know sometimes it's like, am I just am I just making two and two fit together when it's not really that's not really how the artist intended it or like is that really what you intended? But that's why I feel like uh, Wordsmith is a good name for you honestly because it's like a lot of that shit in there. Uh, like for example, another one uh, you said, I, and I'm not trying to butcher your line, so <laughs> but nah, that's another, cool, bro. another one you said was uh better have your non-slippers when you walk in hell's kitchen or something along them lines and you know me working in the restaurant industry i'm like damn is, does he work in the restaurant industry too or he just be knowing stuff like that like with the non-slippers <laughs> and then the play on like hell's kitchen i thought that was i thought that was like some real good wordplay bro yeah i definitely did work at cheddar's nigga i was a server and 
Like, nigga, like, I had some non-slip shoes the first the first week, nigga, and that's not a good idea. <laughs> bro, yes. that's that. See, that's how I knew. I knew you was in the food service industry, bro, because anybody that's walked in the kitchen without, without them non-slippers, bro. But, uh, but anyway, man, um, shit. Oh, let me say this, man. Like, yeah, the wordsmith name, like, it didn't even come about, like, from uh, me, like, my collection of words or how I put them together and shit. It's like when you go to church and shit, and they be like, yo, we got this word of God. We finna preach to y'all. And you know what I'm saying? That word of God is such a vibrance in the soul. You know what I'm saying? So I was hoping that my rhymes would always come across that way to the listener. Because to me, you know what I'm saying? For me to put that shit in the, in the, in the raps and shit, that's that's definitely what it is and how I feel to me. So, because I ain't no cap ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you say captain or, or trolling, like when I said trolling in a two-piece, in uh, the two-piece outro, that was kind of in a trolling way, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, what bar did I say? Uh, uh, I said something about Moses, you know what I'm saying, afterwards, but I said, uh, what the fuck did I say? Uh, niggas drowning from all of this drip, you know what yeah. I'm saying? The drip being the materialistic things or or some shit outside of the self nature that could be empowering and used to help empower other people. You know what I'm saying? You're right, not dripping, right. dripping on some 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 exterior shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you drown from that drowning, meaning equal in death. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it wasn't even about like I just really just put together words and shit. It was really just on some how you gonna vibe with them and if i'm really saying some shit that's true to you as true as it is to me yeah and it's really like really it's like a double meaning because even though you didn't mean it necessarily because like that explanation i you know obviously we didn't know that but just even you know just how you like for example what you just said about the drip but before that i don't know if it was the track before or maybe it was the same track but you was like uh <laughs> wait would you say the uh persona gimmicky cap ass niggas like all like and i feel like there's a lot of that in the music industry you know what i'm saying where it's just like your whole persona is a gimmick whereas like a lot of people don't want to just be themselves and that's something i always liked about you is you was always never afraid to be yourself or you know what i mean and i feel like i'm the same way even though we're different people you know we both are just ourselves it's like you don't want to be around gimmicky people who's trying to you know put up a fake persona or whatever Yes, sir, bro. Like, it's it's too much of that. You know what I'm saying? It's too much of trying to fit in nowadays, and it's too much of uh niggas hopping on Facebook or, or fucking whatever social media platform it is and trying to present their their best self. You know what exactly. I'm saying? They don't yep. no laws, and that's some cap because everywhere you go, you're not your best self. You know exactly. what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And and that's a fact. You know what I'm saying? And if you is, kudos and let's toast to it. But yeah, like that's a lot of bullshit. Like I, I like I like I like being able to share that. Especially if you're not on some art shit. So if you're on some art shit, yeah, like present your, your best art and shit or present your best product if you have like something that you're trying to sell. If you're not trying to sell some shit and you always on the internet just trying to present your best fit that you're not wearing a day or your best fits. That's the only shit you put on. You ain't presenting the shit that you're wearing when you on uh, 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 PlayStation, PlayStation or Xbox 360, my nigga. You, you probably get tapped on those niggas. 
Yeah, and I think I think I think that's that's you touched on something real heavy in our society right now, bro. Because that's really I feel like that's that's the root of a lot of issues people have with each other, especially when you get into like friendships or relationships or whatever. Like people always present only they try to only put their best foot forward and they don't really you know, put their whole self out there. Whereas, you know, it's a lot more to this person. It's like the tip of the iceberg. They only want to show you, like you said, they best fit, they best, you know, whatever. And in reality, they trying to, you know, be somebody that they're really not. Right. Outside of self, how, how I view it and shit, man. Um, I've been, I've ended a lot of friendships after trying to invest those ideas of like come as you are like the church beyond you know what i'm saying how the church should be like come as you are you know what i'm saying because it's outside of self shit is not gonna ascend you you know what i'm saying so hell yeah like that shit is definitely the 85 percent of the world you know and it's an it's, it's not getting us nowhere it's, it's super selfish and i ain't no self-righteous nigga i don't think i'm self-righteous i'm on this whole blowing the square even though i don't <laughs> like that or do a lot of shit but like yeah like i just want niggas to tap in because i'm a i, I, I i'm a revolutionary nigga with my music and i'm expecting to try to be and and be a revolutionary nigga um when it comes to everything outside of that, I'm a revolutionary father, you know what I'm saying? And the shit that I've had to go through as being like a father and shit is, is, is very trying and shit. And if you're not built for it and you're not equipped for it and you don't know what to expect and you don't know your laws and all that kind of shit, you're going to fail at it. You're going to lose and you're going to be hurt. <laughs> so, okay. So wordsmith is a father. I did not know that. That's, you know, that, yeah. that right. makes sense to me is from the standpoint and not saying that having kids makes you mature, but like always like from, from track one, like as soon as I turned on your album channels, which we going to get into channels in a second, but I just want to say from the moment I turned it on, like that first skit, like, you know what I'm saying? That first skit, I had to make sure I wasn't listening to like a Jay Electronica album or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like those first, you know, that intro, I was just like, and I don't want to call it a skit cause you didn't have like a. You know, that was just the intro of the song or whatever when it came in, but just the way it was done. And then also, let me say this, also the production on your album, I got to commend you. I know I already told you that on, on, on Messenger, but I got to put that in the interview as well. The production of this album is very impressive, uh, you know, from a like an independent, um, not saying that you did everything yourself, but it it sounds like a like a major album. Like, you know, you get a lot of albums that maybe don't have that polish on it or whatever. I don't know if I'm describing it the right way, but it sounds really polished. And then uh, I'm gonna let you tell the story, but you were telling me that, you know, a lot of the stuff that was supposed to be on the project didn't even get to make it on the project. So I would definitely like to hear about that and how you made what you had flow so well, you know, cause I, like I told you basically what I did, <laughs> I turned it on, uh, pour me a glass of wine, lit a candle, was cleaning up. Like it was a great vibe all the way through. And then when it was done, I was just looking like, damn, I want to play it again. So how did you accomplish that despite losing so much of the project? Bro, after I sat, I made three of the songs, like, I started with um, one of them, it's not even on it, but I released two other songs. Well, no, I st it still was like three. I, I released four songs in the beginning of, starting in the beginning of 2019. And starting in September, I made like one song a month. I worked like heavily nigga and i don't be at the at my homie's crib with i mean we made all this shit in the bedroom 
So for everybody listening, this shit is possible to do whatever, like wherever you have, work with whatever you have. But starting in September, I made like one song a month and we was just chilling with the other homie Cam that was on it and shit. And just freestyling, trying to make some scratch shit because in the midst of it, I had lost a lot of shit and I was uninspired to record a lot of the shit that I wanted to record for the two other projects I was working on. So my homeboy's computer, his desktop crashed wow. and we didn't have a, a, a external hard drive with all our shit saved, prepared for that kind of moment. So in like November, this nigga shit crashed. So like a Three or four of them songs is like usually when you go through the mixing process, you get to mix the individual tracks for the individual instruments right. and the vocals. Nigga, we only had the MP3 of the whole song, and I had to master like three of them hoes. Rinse Dude Tonight and Hadn't a Clue. Those were recorded like before the summer ended of 2019, and I had to, you know what I'm saying? Just get them shits mastered as a whole track and shit. And the rest I recorded from September, just one song a month. And it was a lot of songs in between that. But I be shuffling out different songs and shit to put them on different projects. Because I be feeling different kinds of ways. And I be kind of wanting my shit to be cohesive and shit. So I took them out. But yeah, it was a gang of songs in the midst of that and a lot of beats that I had started recording on that I didn't end up having access to because of this nigga shit's crashing. And I wanted to put something out because I didn't know how this corona shit was going to play out as far as our um, permission to be moving around like that. So I was like, yo, boy, this shit locks us in the crib and this nigga... um, he stays with his family and shit, my nigga projects and shit. He still lives with his family members and shit. And I didn't I don't like invading people's privacy. So before it got to a point to where um they're like letting him know that they don't want people coming through like that. I wanted to just put this project out. That's why it's not two verses. I didn't press two verses and choruses on all of the songs and shit. And I filled them in with skits and shit because the liberation that I have as an artist and shit, it's not that deep. You don't have to follow a formula and shit. But yeah, like it just came through all at the end of the process. Like I just, after all the songs were acquired that I knew I would be able to use and shit, I was like, how would this shit play out? You know what I'm saying? One after another with a cohesiveness. And I just, just listened to them bitches and just put them out that way. And shit, it really, it really was God, you know what I'm saying? In the universe, or however people want to call it, yeah. that just let it feel like that to listeners and shit because it wasn't a super deep thought process at all and shit. Like, I just try to find the cohesiveness with everything that came before whatever I was listening to next and shit. And it worked out pretty good because you're not the only nigga that's saying that, and I'm glad because I kind of felt like a little like underwhelmed about my project or under I felt like people would feel a little underwhelmed about receiving my shit you know what I'm saying because I but first before anything I do this shit because I want to do it I don't do it for like a fame and shit but I do want some money from this shit now (laughs) that's facts 
Yeah, like so I was kind of like a little a little sketchy about how people were receiving this shit, but I, I'm appreciative of all the love I get from it now and shit. Supposedly it's playing out well, so yeah, it wasn't no deep thought press deep thought process behind that at all and shit. I just once I got everything that I knew I was gonna use, I just played them bitches together and it was like what would make sense before and after, you know what I'm saying, the most and shit. So would you say that's like, because uh, one thing I was like, this man has a good ear for music just off the strength of, because that's what I was telling you, like when I was uh, when I was giving you my little uh, thoughts or whatever, my two cents on the album, I was like, man, I can tell you listen to like a lot of soul, a lot of jazz, a lot of funk, because, you know, I'm not hearing none of that typical, and not that we don't like the typical trap sound, because we do, but it's just like, it's really refreshing to hear, you know, that good old like soul jazz sample and somebody spitting on it for real, like with some stuff, like we could sit here and talk about bars on, you know, we sitting here breaking down bars, whereas a lot of the typical trap sound is just you know it's it, it sounds great it's good to ride to but it's you know the subject matter kind of makes you feel bad for talking about it because they talking about like smoking on dead ops and stuff and you know <laughs> you don't really want to be singing that but it's like it's hard so you do but it's like you feel bad whereas when i listen to the wordsmith album you know we talking about like you said aboriginal with the aboriginal bars the you know just the wordplay in general and then like we were just talking about it's a cohesive project so is that just because you know Man, I play the drums and my my pops a bishop and shit. Okay, so I've okay. been playing the drums. I've been playing the drums for at church for on and off for the past several years. But like since I was like nine or ten, I've been playing the drums at my church and shit. And a lot of great musicians have passed through my church, Grammy award winning musicians and shit like that. So it gives me a standard to try to meet that I feel like I haven't met. And I also don't feel like my pro. I never considered this project an album. Right. Shit. It was, a short, it was a short, um, like an EP, a short LP, yeah, EP and uh yeah, EP, not an LP. Yeah. It was short. And the teaser video, what they would call it, it was a lot shorter than what I intended to be. You know what I'm saying? Because of how quick I was trying to just put it out and shit. And I got uh, two other projects. Well, really like four other projects that I'm in the middle of right now that are not dependent on me totally. It's dependent on other people's approval. So I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying, give that shit a lot more energy. But yeah, like I play the drums and shit. And I really don't listen to rap music like that all the time. I listen to alternative music. <laughs> I can tell and I and I love that. I love that. Like and then also not to cut you off or anything, but I think honestly and that, uh, this is another thing I think I was telling you uh in the message, but it's just like I feel like this is perfect for your first like project EP, like you know whatever you want to call it because think about it. People are able to just hit play and let it run for 22 minutes. It's not, you know, a full hour, hour and a half of music even though this is the perfect time during quarantine to listen to full albums, but still they can just press play and just hear everything on the track and it's cohesive. And it's just like, it almost flows together like one really long song that has a bunch of shifts and it's like dynamic. It's really, it's a really good EP, man. Like I really think that like, even and then especially it's just even better with all the stuff you're telling us about, you know, the trials and tribulations you went through to actually put it out. So, I mean, I think honestly, I think it worked out the way it was supposed to work out. Yeah, man, being in 2020 and even several years before then, our attention span as a generation exactly. because of our accessibility has um, 
being minimized. So that's the one pattern that I noticed that trap rappers and a lot of fun song making ass niggas be into. Like they making songs for two minutes and they might have a traditional chorus twice in one verse that might not even be a full 16. Exactly. You know, so like I took on that pattern kind of sort of in my own way. And, um, yeah, man, really, that's that's what that was and shit. Like, I forgot the fucking question, damn near. But <laughs> <laughs> I was just kind of all over the place, honestly. But um... no, no, not even, not even like, um, and the the channels, yeah, like, um, channels was thrown in there because yeah, obviously, like, a person is gonna be on a different vibration and frequency, most likely on the daily and shit. So. Um, yeah, all those songs. When I made this shit, like, like a week before I put this shit out or two weeks before, it was called Word and Friends, Words and Friends. And I had one other song I was going to include on it with another homie. But my best friend pretty much produced the whole shit, and I co-produced and composed it. And I had another homie, one of my only other niggas that I fuck with, on two of the joints. And then an L.A. OG that I've been listening to since high school, which is like a score for me on there. So those are really like the only people that I fuck with for real, for real, because of how secluded I am and shit. So yeah, like a week before I put it out, like the project was called Word and Friends. Like I didn't think it was going to be called Channels and shit, but yeah, like I just put two and two together. I was like, Channels is definitely appropriate enough for this, this piece of art. So yeah, that's what we're going to do. But I had a lot of footage of, like, me and the homies, all of the particular homies, except the, the guy in um, L.A. and shit. And it was going to be words and friends and shit. So, yeah, like, this wasn't supposed to be something so serious because uh, in the hip-hop community, like, that I'm in, uh, most of the fan base and the supporting fan base is usually from overseas, and they're usually people in an older generation than us up to like 35 to 40 years old and people that are established to actually buy physical copies of music. Right. So that's usually, that's kind of like kind of sort of my target, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Work with those, that's the age range of the people I work with. So that's kind of my target and overseas. It's not really for younger, for younger people to me to expect younger people to fuck with my shit or, or purchase my shit. Cause like I said, at this moment now, like I'm trying to figure out how I can actually make bread from it because I uncockily know I'm I can make music, you know what I'm saying? So now I wanna prove to myself that I could develop a cold following and be able to make a, a good amount of money from it. So yeah. So uh another thing, um so you mentioned your friend produced the whole album. So I was gonna ask you, Project Son, that's the you know, that's the guy that produced all the beats, right? right wow so so y'all are like well i don't really like just from just from hearing it just from an audio perspective it's like y'all are kind of like a match made in heaven as far as uh you know the just the type of music y'all might have listened to growing up or the type of sound y'all both like because that's really i'm listening especially uh what was it uh the song I, I sent you the screenshot of that, like, I think it was one of the like track eight or nine, one of the like, or maybe seven. I don't remember which one exactly, but that had that real like saxophone in there. I was like, wow. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I think it was cell blocks. Uh, 
Oh, okay. he didn't produce that one though. That was a um, that was one track that was produced by another homie that goes to U of H, uh, my homie Corey and shit, named uh, Boye Rock. Um, he sent me like a fifty pack of beats and shit, but um. Him, even like my homie Ike, like we're completely different. Like my homie Ike's like a fucking computer nerd and a fucking anime head and shit. I fuck with anime. Yeah. I'm not really computer game playing ass nigga. He's like a computer game playing ass nigga. He plays the guitar. He listens to alternative music on his free time more than rap music. You know what I'm saying? More than me. And the homie Boye Rock that produced it, he's like a very diverse uh, listener also from Houston and shit and he's uh, obviously a producer and he's sample based and he doesn't only listen to hip hop he listens to punk he listens to rock he listens to fucking all kinds of shit so but that's yeah, how the, the greats guy. were though that's how the great producers are though to be honest if you look at like Jay Dilla like you know he, Dilla listen to everything but yeah like, what you know about Dilla hey, relax bro, bro. <laughs> yeah, relax know? bro that's why like that's why I was excited to hear your project and it sounds so different than, you know, like I was talking about the basic trap, which like, once again, I do like trap music as well, but I'm just saying that's why I was excited to hear the different, you know, samples being used, the different genres of music and then hearing you rap over it. I was like, wow. At, you know, and then, so that's why I was curious about your producers too. Like, damn, like y'all are, y'all are really, you know, all kind of on the same wavelength as far Man, as. I'm glad you said, here. Jay, sorry to cut you off, bro. Like when I first met the homie Ike, um, he was making like generic sounding beats for a podcast and shit mainly, and he plays the guitar, so he was just getting off different uh random random drum patterns under his gu- guitar playing and shit. And uh, yeah, I introduced this nigga to, to a Jay Dilla documentary. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, we all had to watch the doc, man. We all had to watch that doc. To see Dilla crate digger, man, come on now. We all gotta watch that. Bro, that shit changed this nigga. Like, and this nigga's like my favorite producer. Like, out of all the beat packs I've I've gotten, I don't uh sorry to anybody that's gonna hear this, but yeah, like I'm always gonna ride out with my nigga Ike and shit. Like, my nigga has the ear, like, and he's 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 came up from where he was and the kind of beats he was making because nigga when you hear this your shit was trash like that shit was terrible <laughs> hey shout out projects <laughs> you know what I'm saying? like the improvement though that's what it's about all the fucking way and he showed up like and he would be shooting me beats and all that and i'll be like yep i need this i need this i got dibs on this you can't use this for your solo project this shit is my shit and i come through i'll probably put my touch on it if i needed to i probably wouldn't you know what i'm saying but yeah like i put him i'm glad you said jd i'll put this nigga on jay dilla documentary it was like fucking two or three in the morning at a studio suite his crew was written out that they let me start coming through to when i met him I met him through another artist and shit. She brought me over and shit. And me and this nigga vibed hellas. And me and this nigga started kicking it more than I was kicking it with her. And yeah, nigga, we made this fucking project after a good time and shit. But yeah, this was shit. I met this nigga like at the end of 2016 and shit. And yeah, we've been building since then and shit. And I was just trying to tailor my sound to where I didn't sound like, I felt like I didn't sound like the people that I was listening to or the people that I love so much or the people that was relevant or not relevant that niggas could tag me to. 
you know, and then I finally made it to this point to be able to put it out and shit. So yeah, nigga, that's that's what it is for the production. I put my nigga on that that Dilla and 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 the dude that made cell blocks is definitely a Dilla head. This nigga's girls from um Detroit and she crank oh, digs. Yeah, yeah. Oh so, wow. Buy music all the time. Like they support and buy artist music weekly, damn near and shit. And yeah, like they're heavy into sound and shit. So yeah, like sample based music and shit is definitely my lane and shit. Like that I'm comfortable in. I mean, I'm just happy that uh like everything I'm hearing in your album is actually a thing, you know, <laughs> like now that I'm actually interviewing you about it or whatever all these little things that i'm hearing and, and i'm like i wonder if it's this and that and then you hear you confirming everything right now so that's that's really that's really cool man um shit though uh real, real quick though before we forget how can everybody reach you like shout out all your socials shout out anywhere you know people can pick up your merch or your your music whatever um at on twitter it's at it's wordsmith and on Instagram, it's words, W-H-E-A-R-D-S. And shit, um, because of the guidelines that they have as far as um, usernames, as far as, like, punctuation and all that shit, like, I had to make some different creative shit, and I honestly don't care about niggas just really finding my social like that. <laughs> <laughs> There. Like if you could just look up Wordsmith, like you can find the music and shit. Cause I'm not, I'm not that apparent on social media like that. And if, if, if you do see my appearance, you're probably, you might be too fucking sweet to appreciate it and shit. Cause I, I keep it G. A lot of, I, I feel like a lot of people don't um, fuck with um, my interpretation on things and shit like that. And um. Yeah, a lot of niggas unfollow me sometimes, and a lot of niggas is just there watching and shit. <laughs> My opinion on things and shit. Like, I feel like certain shit is bullshit, and if I feel like it's bullshit, I'm going to say it, and, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, like, I'm really not a social media ass nigga. Like, I'm really just only here to promote my shit to exactly. the people that, and see if I can get your dollars. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But exactly. the intent always is is dropping gems in my art and shit and trying to let niggas know if you do feel like this on the inside, like I feel like this shit too. And hopefully we can build beyond this fucking art for our survival, yeah. you know? So Hell I, yeah. So I know before the whole, you know, outbreak of the coronavirus and everything, we were talking about a show you were going to do. Um, uh, so, I mean, obviously now we don't know when we're going to be able to do that, but after all this is over, is that, you know, are we still doing shows and all of that, or? Hell yeah, man. Um, if you notice, like, a lot of my music is, it's not so digital, so it could be some live shit. Exactly. <laughs> that's live. exactly what I was leading into. Yeah, so that's definitely the goal, because it'll be a completely different experience if I get to perform my songs uh, live and shit. So that's definitely one thing I want to do because it's a, it's a one song in particular, my very first song that I released um, that I hate and shit. But if I get to <laughs> it live, I'd, I'd like it, you know? So I'm definitely trying to get in an environment where um, I'm performing my shit live with musicians. There's a place called, 
the living room, the living room, HTX and shit on Instagram and shit. Like, they've been scoping me out and they want to let me come through and they have all the equipment I need. All I just need to do is show the fuck up and bring my musicians. And if they don't have their equipment, then there's equipment there for them to get down and I can fuck around and play the drums to my shit. And still, I was gonna ask that. I was gonna ask that. Are we gonna see the wordsmith on the drums with a mic? That would be super dope. Yeah, man. Because honestly, these raps are a regurgitation of shit I've been feeling for like five years at the least. And shit, you know what I'm saying? I just was a super weed head and I was in jail for a good amount of time. So I never got to release these things out into the universe. So, yeah, I'm really not trying to be on this rap shit for my whole career. You know what I'm saying? If it'll become full-time or not, like, that's not, like, my goal and not how I see my art. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, man, I be singing a little bit, and I know with a great mix, you know what I'm saying, that shit could be something that could go fucking what niggas call mainstream, which I really don't care about. But, yeah, like, if I find a fucking mixer, or and 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 some mastering that'll 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 increase the vibe for for the popular demand to accept. Yeah, hell yeah, that should be on and popping. I'll be getting my dough and getting you know what I'm saying all that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro, I don't I don't want to just be on this rap shit because that's just really not what I'm on like that. Like I just got a message to get across in a specific way and through the raps. I think I could grab some some attention and probably more through the vocalizing and shit so yeah like i'm trying to get the shit out of my system though with these raps and these bars and shit make niggas respect my pen and shit you know what i'm saying let them know i do do this and shit and niggas need to make this writing music as far as rappers a little more competitive you know what i'm saying just like kendrick lamar did with the control shit like right, right. it's a lot of shit and dick riding and patternistic type sounds going on in all communities, underground, lo-fi, and mainstream. You know what I'm saying? And, you know what I'm saying, following patterns is not where it's at. Like, being your own self is definitely the fucking route. So, yeah, I wanted to make niggas respect my opinion and let niggas know I do got bars, and I'm not a, I'm not afraid to hop on the track with anybody because I think I can outbar them. Specifically, if we got a mutual understanding or a concept to follow with, I think I could probably compete with anybody as far as that. So, hell yeah, bro. That's where I'm at with that. That's what's up. Uh, <clears throat> so, you mentioned, uh, well, you didn't mention this on the, I don't know if this is even like classified information or not, but you did kind of like mention uh, to me about a project that might be all vocals. So, like, is that, is that, something we might see in 2020, maybe 2021. I've started on and yeah, hopefully I'll see it. You'll see it within 2020 or 20, um, 2021. Shit. I started on with the army protesting and shit, and it was supposed to be on this project. But, um, like you got like a, um, a window. I feel like I have a window. When it comes to writing music, like it could be a day where if the windows open for all of these vibrations to flow in and in a oneness for me, I can get them done. You know what I'm saying? And if not, I have to sit over time for however long that may be to finish writing them and shit. So several of these songs I've started over, but I don't, I kind of want to do them in a traditional format, which is how I have not approached 
a lot of my music nowadays and shit, or recently, and especially the challenge shit that I put out, I want to kind of do it in a traditional way with like a couple of courses and a bridge and some nice long ass verses and shit and a specific concept and all of that shit. Yeah. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully, hopefully I'll bring it out in 2020 and shit. I think I'll be able to get through these next few projects at least um two or three of them before the summer and shit so i might be able to put those shits out um before 2020 because those are some shits that i really want to put out and shit because it's got some exclusive content about some personal shit that i want to release because as a writer i haven't been so personal and shit with my shit which i feel like it's kind of discrediting myself and, and and all of that so yeah bro like um yeah i want to put those out and shit because I, I i the way i write my music as far as the channel shit it, it, it might you might need a microscopic lens to catch a lot of this shit mm -hmm. so this this kind of music that we we're referring to is not that deep you know so yeah, hopefully in 2020 I could put that shit out before this bitch blow up. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it's funny. And it's funny you say, like, the stuff on channels is not that deep because, like, I guess that just goes to show you how, like, shallow a lot of music we listen to is because I'm sitting here, we, you know, we doing bar breakdowns and you like, oh, well, it's not even that deep. I'm just, you know, kind of just <laughs> surface, you know, and I'm and we still talking about, like, double entendres and, you know, certain little bars you snuck in there. And so I'm, now you really got me excited to hear the personal stuff you were just talking about, like as far as what you do consider consider to be deep and like you really sitting down and unleashing all these all these things that you you know you were talking about writing and stuff. Hell yeah, man. Um, yeah, bro. Exactly. Like yeah, man. The 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 the, the channel shit is 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 it's pretty deep. It's pretty deep for your uh, surface surface level type ass person yeah. and shit but a nigga like you you know what i'm saying you caught the aboriginal shit for you to catch aboriginal and to attach it to what you believe it is 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 pretty fucking deep actually and shit so no, yeah me, yeah that's why i was like for you to say it's not that deep even though you have all this content in there i'm like i want to hear now the stuff you saying is you know you like basically yeah. to me it's like you like you saying i haven't even really put my heat out yet and i'm like damn well I, <laughs> you know i was fucking with channels yeah. yeah i ain't gonna lie man i ain't gonna lie man honestly bro all of that shit is gonna be pretty pretty fucking deep man like yeah the challenge is pretty fucking deep all that shit is gonna be pretty fucking deep if you're not tapped in into black culture and shit because before anything, man, I'm an artist for black liberation and shit, and I want to stand for that openly. I don't want niggas to be like, oh, this nigga is this and that. Like, when you hear my shit, you should hear, like, liberation and black liberation for fucking sure and shit. So, um, yeah, for you to even catch on to that, like, you want some shit, bro, and I knew you was on some shit. That's why I wanted to build with you, because, man, you the black god out here, man. I seen you out in Montego. I see the kind of shit you eat. I see the, the kind of content you post and the way you react to it and shit, so I fuck with it. You know what I'm saying? I remember, I remember you from school and shit. Like, I fuck with you totally as a person, because in school, you wasn't, like, no attention thirsty ass nigga you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. 
and I was an intention thirsty ass nigga. For all of those niggas that's listening, yeah, I will totally admit that. Yeah, I was a, a attention seeking ass nigga in some sorts and shit. And I also was still being myself that I am today. You know what I'm saying? So, um, well, hold on, hold on, real quick, real quick, bro, about that because I was gonna say I remember like. I remember when you first came to high school. I th- like I don't remember which. Are you class of twenty twelve uh, or thirteen or I don't remember. I'm thirteen. Okay, yeah. So I was probably like a junior. Yeah, I think I was a junior when you first came in, and uh, I didn't really look at it as like you was attention seeking. I was just I respected how like you were being yourself though. Like I said earlier, I respected that when you came in. You know, because everybody. This was like uh, I don't know if people out there remember this, but this was like during when jerking was hot and everything and. You know, people wasn't really, they didn't really know that whole Cali swag yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I did though, because like my half my family's from Cali. So I already knew what y'all was on and I respected that because, you know, people was, you know, they wasn't really used to that. And then you see like six months later, that's what everybody was on. So I had already peeped it like from the first day of school. I was like, I respect that because a lot of people wouldn't, you know, put themselves out there and do the fashion how y'all was doing it when y'all came in. You know what I'm saying? Like they wasn't ready for that. But then six months down the road, that's what they was on. So I, I, I peeped that from day one. And I, I was going to mention that. Like, I, I respect that. So I, I, I didn't really look at it as like attention seeking, but it was just like, y'all, you was doing you for sure, bro. It wasn't like you wasn't trying to be like nobody or none of that. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. I'm glad you perceived it that way. Yeah, yeah. Like, hell yeah, man. Like, and that's been some shit that um, even though it transitioned from jerking to like, um, as far as appearance, like some streetwear shit and some minimalist shit and some shit tailored to what exactly I stand for, which is hip hop, which is what all of that shit stood for. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Now looking back, um, I was, like I said, I was in a sense still the same nigga that I am today. I really don't dress no different except my jeans ain't fucking squeezing my balls. You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was the look back then, though, man. That, that's 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 funny, though. If you go through the like different eras of hip hop and and the crazy shit we used to wear, people used to wear throughout the history. Totally, bro. Like, hell yeah, like um, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, man. I appreciate the fucking that what you just said because I didn't think you was gonna say that. I thought you was probably gonna be like, yeah, you was a fucking attention seeking ass, little nah, thirsty ass. And I was a young nigga, man, my brother, my brother paved the way for me in high school. Shit, my brother was probably one of the toughest niggas our district had seen and probably the city had seen and shit. And I grew up in, uh, I'm from St. Louis, so a lot of people don't know this, but I never wanted to come off as a, a flashy person or a confident person or a stiff nigga, you know what I'm saying? Because growing up, moving here specifically and even kind of sort of before then like my brother was like looked down upon because he was on some super thuggish type shit so i wanted to be the complete opposite of that right. you know what i'm saying whether that meant swallowing the biggest pill in the world you know what i'm saying like you know what i'm saying i'm gonna swallow that motherfucker to not be associated with that kind of shit this nigga was associated with because it, it ruined a lot of friendships and it ruined a lot of fun that i could have had in, at a young age and shit so 
hell yeah. Like, and I still had that kind of sense of nature on me when I came to high school and it came off sometimes. So that's what I meant. Like, as far as like, and a lot of niggas would be like, this nigga was on some, some other shit. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes that shit would kind of like, appear in situations and shit so yeah like i want i i've always wanted to separate myself from that kind of that kind of vibration and shit so hell yeah man hell yeah bro <laughs> but honestly to be honest that's really why when you when you uh sent me the link to the project i was like actually excited to hear because i knew it wasn't gonna sound like the typical stuff just because the way you showed up to high school like you know like this is, you know i'm not on what none of y'all are on this is what i'm on so i expected your project to sound the same way but not necessarily the same way but have that same energy like doing you versus trying to do everybody else and and it absolutely did so yeah man man thank you totally bro um all praises be to God, the universe, or Allah, or however people want to perceive this, right. this experience and shit, man. Um, initially, man, my main goal is to try to promote liberation and, and call out the low vibrating type shit. Not on no hater shit. Not on no self-righteous shit, but to be able to connect from the shit that we all really should feel within, you right. know what I'm saying? For this progression, you know what I'm saying? That we can, that we can, um, experience that's coming, you know? So, um, yeah, bro. Uh, yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you say that, bro. Cause uh, I never would have thought you'd say that. I thought you would probably be like, yeah, bro, this thing was a fuck nigga in high school, man. <laughs> Nah, no, <laughs> nah, I think honestly though, I think some like a few people might have thought that at first, but I'm not gonna lie. I remember, uh, oh, I don't really remember what happened, but I just remember like I don't know. I guess somebody tried you the wrong way, and you had to handle something. You know, I ain't gonna say too much, but I I do remember that part of the equation too in high school. Like, uh, <laughs> like you know, did you go to Hodges Bend? No, nah, I didn't go to. I was in. Uh, a leaf until ninth grade uh until 10th grade so i moved to travis in 10th grade um but no i didn't go to hodges Bend. i went to albright yeah right that's dope yeah man yeah of course man and like i said before like however i handled it if you feel like i, I stood my ground or anything i i would have taken the not stand my ground route with the quickness because um i'm not i i, I don't you know what i'm saying i'm not trying to feed yeah, yeah. That kind of shit, you know what I'm saying? Because from where I've come from and from the way that I've had to grow up having an older brother and shit, like I've had no 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 problem with trying to swallow the losing end of the stick. Yeah, be the better person and all of that. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Because life is much bigger than that, man. Anybody could kill somebody, anybody right. could win why anybody could do any kind of thing so that shit never really mattered to me you know what i'm saying i'm a very loving person even though until recently i've um minimized the the love that i project towards people and shit because of the the the, the mind state they're in you know what i'm saying i got a question man do you do you feel like god loves everybody <laughs> It's funny you asked me that because I have this uh, the next episode of my podcast. I'm gonna address all of that. Like, but um, honestly, I look at 
the idea of God, like, I feel like we look at it or humans tend to look at that God in a very narrow perspective. Um, so I don't really look at God as just like, a, uh, you know, because uh, independent it, yeah, being. yeah, like just a just an individual being that's his task yeah, is to sit here and monitor yeah. shit. Like, I don't look at it like that. I don't you know, when you say the universe, that's more so how I look at it. Like, it's just the, the forces to be. So I think that people that do put love out into the universe tend to receive more love than people that put out hate and negative energy. Like, I feel like, you know, I believe in energy and the cycles of energy and stuff like that. I do believe that not saying that if you put love out into the to the universe that bad things can't happen to you. But I definitely feel like, you know, kind of like basically what you were speaking on about how you was trying to, you know, minimize that negative energy and swallow that losing pill to, you know, not feed into the negative energy. Cause like you say, anybody can kill somebody, anybody can go fight somebody, but it takes a bigger person to try to, you know, avoid all that. And I think that's the real, that's one of the main problems in our community as like black people though, honestly, is cause we have this whole toxic image of, what makes you a real man or a real nigga or whatever. And that often in a lot of people's mind that involves doing stupid shit and illegal shit and hurting people, killing people. Exactly. Which in, in actuality would not be a gaining factor. It's actually a losing factor exactly. when, you, when you clearly examine the situation. So what a lot of people to me examine and see um, winning as is actually some losing shit. Losing so, shit. Hell yeah. Like, um, uh yeah like as far as the theology of the bible which i reference the most because i feel like apocalyptically um it's 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 top it's it's the it's the best it's it's number one um yeah man if you read the bible like several times in the bible god does not have a love for every nation you know what i'm saying and i say that in my project hopefully people that don't catch the shit I'm saying. We'll go look up my lyrics or understand it when they're listening and go test me on it. Yeah, like God doesn't have love for everybody. You know what I'm saying? And that's a theme that the world promotes. You know what I'm saying? And usually whatever being whatever is being promoted through the world at a popular standpoint is is probably some shit that's, that will brainwash you into a specific type of vibration and expectation. So, exactly. hell yeah, I, I'm definitely with, like, whatever you put out, you receive back. You know what I'm saying? And many people will receive specific shit as what it's really not because of what they were traditionally taught. Hell yeah. So, right. yeah, I mean, on the same type of time, my brother, that's why I fuck with you. Like I said, man, I've seen you on social media and i don't know you from adam and eve outside of <laughs> right well i started speaking with you but i knew that i would connect with you because of the kind of shit that you were putting down and the, the way you were reacting to it and so on and so forth and even the people that were trying to attach themselves to your post and shit with their beliefs that i seen i already knew what time it was so hell yeah bro. <laughs> yeah but i had hell to kind yeah. of dial back on that because like you said you know social media uh you know not everybody's there to really i don't know like not everybody's gonna receive things how you trying to put them out like you might feel like you're trying to help by saying your two cent but a lot of people are just gonna get offended by it and just you know if it contradicts what they've been taught like you like you said like they've been brainwashed a certain type of way and and then i don't look at everything as like i'm always right you know just because i feel a certain type of way i don't look at it like i'm always right too so i you know i gotta look at it like that sometimes as well but 
it's definitely good to, you know, have an artist out there like yourself who thinks like I think, because that makes me really excited to listen to your project and your future projects and whatever you, you know, whatever you're going to do, because I know we have like a similar type of mindset versus like, although I do like the trap and shit, it's like, I'm really not looking to go kill nobody. So it's like, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't really want to turn up on that all the time, but. Hell yeah, man. Nah, you got it, bro. I fuck with it, man. I fuck with how you do your shit, man. Totally, man. Shit. Man. That's what uh, another theme I would like to put out, man. Like, with the lowercase g, we all are God. You know what I'm saying? Some people believe that the black woman is God. You know what I'm saying? I believe that, that all of us are God. You know what I'm saying? Especially the black man, the cream of the planet. You know what I'm saying? I, I've been incarcerated in places beyond counting. You know what I'm saying? And I've, I've studied with Hebrews and I've studied with Muslims and five percenters and so on and so forth and shit. And I've debated with all these kind of niggas. And once you put all this shit together, you know what I'm saying? Beyond some shit I'm going to speak on now, nigga, we God, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? And all of us can be God. I don't feel like it's 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 just uh, 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 towards a motherfucker that's not melanin rich you know what i'm saying there are negro pins out here you know what i'm saying right. there are black niggas that are not god out here <laughs> <laughs> um hell yeah man like i i fuck i fuck with you man and um yeah bro everybody's god out here man if you if you want to speak about like the, the 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 holy spirit let's say and and the trinity and all of that and you speaking of when you see the bible and shit I don't think that motherfuckers has always got the Holy Spirit in them, but it's a way that you can tap in into that frequency and shit. And you can tap into that frequency, I believe, through any tradition or religion that's promoting something that'll push you to a higher vibration and shit, that'll make your body acceptable to receiving that kind of energy and shit, you know? So, hell I yeah. I, I agree with that. I feel like generally like every organized religion has really good things that you know they try to promote for their following but i also feel like every religion also has people that take advantage of the following as well which is really the downside of it but uh you know because you hear about all the for example the catholic church not to throw them under the bus but it's just like fuck the catholic fuck the Pope. <laughs> But it's just like you hear it's not even it's not even surprising when you hear about these priests, you know, doing things to kids or whatever. And that's sad to me that that's the case, the state we live in. And it's not really surprising when you hear about a black mega church pastor, you know, spending the collection plate on a Bentley or, you know, all these things you hear. These things aren't surprising anymore. And it's like when we get to that point where it's like the corruption in, in religion isn't even surprising. That's like, what are we what are we really doing? Are we really trying to save people are we looking for salvation or are we you know just in it for the dollar yeah man and we've been directly and indirectly to me like manipulated by the devil and shit because nobody's perfect and there's no caliber to sins and shit like that so hell yeah like um yeah man those are the things that are tricky if you haven't been diligent in trying to get to the bottom of those things you know and that was my goal in trying to like that's my goal in making music for people to to at least um inspire people to try to dive into those kind of concepts and figure those kind of concepts out because if you're reaching a point in existence to where you need to figure those things out 
there's things you can look to. And if you're looking correctly and searching diligently, the universe or God or however you want to call it will will give you an idea of how to perceive those kind of things. So, yeah, man, like it's some it's some righteous churches out here. It's some righteous it's some righteous Buddhists out here. It's some For righteous sure. Muslims and shit. Like I've met some Muslims and all those kinds of people that that are pretty much they stand with me, even though they identify under a specific umbrella and shit. Like they're they're still on the on on the same type of path, even though it's 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 coming from a different direction and shit. Like exactly. you know, so yeah, hell yeah, man. It all dwells dwells within, man. Like we all, we all, we all have that opportunity to tap in into that frequency and shit because there's no division therein, as the Quran says. If you read the Quran, like it mentions Jews, um, Christians, and Muslims and shit, and that motherfucker say, nigga, it's no division. You know what I'm saying? We all on the same shit on some monotheistic shit. So, um. Hell yeah! Like people just have to search diligently to to figure out that's that's what it really is and shit. You know, like we're all pointing towards the same direction and shit. And what God or the universe has for us is is gonna come and shit. It was written and searching diligently will will grant you that comfortability and that security and shit daily and stuff like that. So hell yeah, man! All right, so let me ask you this. Do you think, uh, and this is kind of this is kind of changing the subject, but it's not really, um, in terms of the music industry, because now you know you officially put out a project, so you're officially like in the music industry. Do you feel like, do you feel like there's kind of more support for people that are putting out like the negative vibrations versus somebody putting out you know positive stuff like yourself? Hell yeah, me personally, I'm under an independent umbrella, even though initially, I don't know if my label still is under the parent company of Universal, but mm-hmm. Universal being one of the big three, hell yeah, like if you're one of the forefront artists of that um, that brand, fucking right, like you're putting out a specific agenda. You know what I'm saying? It's not even as far as just music. That shit goes to what Bill Cooper, uh, 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 um, uh, what they call a conspiracy theorist, which was uh, also uh, a member of the CIA, I believe, for the the, uh, United States. He put out a lot of information going towards that. It was called, he, he referred to it as the Roman circus. Like if you're participating in the NBA and the NFL and all that kind of shit, that shit is rigged. That shit is psyops and ceremonies. It's pushing out a specific um, vibration in the universe for a specific outcome. And mm. there is no conspiracy to me. You know, um, if you look at our history, it ain't no conspiracy. What they want to do to minorities, as we call them, specific types of people, that shit is apparent. So you're gonna you're gonna either accept it or you're gonna be a cop. You know, yeah. so you can not face it, you know, or you can accept it and try to maneuver around it. You know, so hell yeah, like if you're one of those artists that um. That are putting out that kind of trap bitch type of 
sooner or later, if you're not already encountering some kind of force that's promoting you to do that kind of shit, you know what I'm saying? You will be just like Nipsey Hussle, where we approach like his anniversary for, you know, to seeing the time that you left the earth. If he would have been able to put out that documentary about Dr. Sabi, a lot of the stress that we're on right now would be lifted, you know, because everything that Dr. Sebi and a lot of other people that take on his pants and Dick Gregory, a person that I sample, uh, love Dick Gregory. My motherfucking project and all of that shit. Like he's promoting shit that would have you at ease in these types of moments. Like I still have an essential job at the moment. And I'm loving this moment. I, my daughter is completely vegetarian. So as far as me going to the grocery store and finding food, I'm not having an issue. I probably <laughs> eat in fast once a month or no more than once a week. You know what I'm saying? I fast, you know what I'm saying, daily. I don't try to eat more than two meals a day and shit. So exactly. shit is my lifestyle daily, <laughs> you know, before the coronavirus and all this kind of shit, you know, and where we need to be, what if the world goes to blackout, or what if the world, you know, does all that weird ass shit, like, if you haven't really prepared, you're finna take a mean ass L because you have been searching yourself in the spirit, um, aquatic, uh, I forgot the word, okay, I can't, uh, say the word now, but you haven't been searching the body adequately, you know what I'm saying? So hell yeah, man. Like if you're if you're into the industry like that, I was lucky enough to get wrote up on OK Player and a couple other blogs and shit because of uh, whoever the artist is or I mean the writer is, they they stand where where I stand, and that shit might just be a daily job. You know what I'm saying to to providing for them how they are okay with providing with them but hell yeah man if you're if you're one of them artists that uh that are in that's in contact with a with a big three industry uh, uh uh labels and all of that like you're not gonna put out no music unless it's that that shit supporting the agenda and to push consciousness and all of that shit back you know so Personally, me, I'm not dealing with that. Like, I don't have a... I can release a 20-second song right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No problem. Unmixed and unmastered. They gonna still put my shit out. That's what's up, man. Uh, <clears throat> so, I mean, I basically, you already answered this, but I'm gonna ask it again anyway. Like, uh, building off of what you just said, do you feel like that influences a lot of new artists? Artists that might have a message... Like, let's say they have a positive message, but they want to be successful. Do you think that drives them to make this cat trap music, <laughs> you know, talking about all this stuff that they never did and promoting it and, you know, kind of. Um, yeah, bro. Like um, within my art, like. um, If you're not into what I'm into, like I've served you kind of with entertaining you with like specific things as far as like murder you know, or, or or having firearms or those kind of things you know what i'm saying with my entendres and all and with my visuals and all like i have a video that i put out which i've removed from um, a couple of platforms except facebook where i have 
my piece on the camera and shit, which is some shit that I never do. But if you aren't paying attention to the video, you won't see the subliminal message and, and the agenda for me pushing to arm yourself. Right. Because you won't have the Second Amendment. Right. You know what I'm saying? Pretty soon they're gonna take away firearms for you. And I want niggas to know, like nigga, uh I was on that love everybody and peace, all that kind of shit. But no nigga, I'm not on that no more. Nigga, like I I've been I've been taught to have firearms and I am definitely always trying to obtain more firearms and artillery because of this government we're within. So hell yeah, that shit does like when you want to get tied into this industry and shit, like it can play with your mind and and and, and persuade you to do kinds of things and shit. But for me, it's kind of a positive nature. Like everybody should be armed. Like you have the right to be armed. Like you have a right to uh, 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 believe you don't have to love everybody, and you have the right to feel like oh, I want to kill niggas sometimes and all of that. That's a human nature and shit. You know what I'm saying? That's a God nature. God has done that. And you read the Bible and you would believe Man, in God. Like, this shit out a few times. <laughs> yeah, like, that's some real shit. Like, nigga, like, so. But uh, let me, okay, so, because, of course, I caught, you know, I caught the nines and four or fives in, <laughs> in, in on channels. But as a gun owner myself, I like that. But it's the way you were talking about them as far as just I have it here to protect myself versus you know, I'm bending corners trying to, you know, find, <laughs> you know, find out. I'm glad you, you, you feel me. It's a difference. So that's why it's like, it's kind of like a grown man owning a firearm to protect his family versus, you know, some child with a firearm looking to shoot another child for, because they were born on two different streets, you know? Exactly. I'm glad you say that because I live in a, um, a community where it's many Donald Trump. Donald Trump supporters and nigga, I think Donald Trump gonna be the president in 2020. The, the Simpsons verified it, and the yeah, way this right. shit since <laughs> looking, the way this shit shit looking, like there's a lot of niggas that's flipping their sides and like fucking with it, and they like, oh, this nigga really on some shit. He a businessman, whoopie woo. But yeah, like, um, motherfucking me, like, yeah, like have have that firearm and shit, and and and. and being tuned, I live in this community and shit where it's a lot of fucking Trump supporters and white people. They look at me crazy, bro. Like they don't know I'm a working nigga. I work ten plus hours a day. They don't know that. All they see is a nigga. And yeah. I might sagging because I got 30, 40 different keys on my waist because of the kind of job I do. I do maintenance and shit. So I go through different I have different uh, interests I got to have access to and shit. And sometimes I don't always have a belt or sometimes my pants are too big because I haven't been eating how your normal person has been eating and shit. So I get profiled right. as a nigga when I'm not really the threat. The threat is the niggas in the suits and all that kinds of shit. Right. So like sometimes I'd be like, nigga, I gotta be motherfucking whoop-de-whoop because all these motherfucking crackers and shit around me and shit like, Let's say we do go into a civil war and shit. Like, these niggas got a motherfucking upper hand on me because there's more of them over here than it is fucking me. And it's fucked up because I can't really even go into the black communities like I've lived in two before, like on 16 and shit. I used to live on 16 and shit. And it's, it's niggas trying to get at me on some dry shit. Like, exactly. Oh, niggas, man. Like, I love being over here. I'd rather be in the hood than over here. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm with y'all niggas. If y'all niggas need something, I'll give it to you on the G. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like fucked up and shit. You know what I'm saying? So hell yeah, like um, yeah, man. Like I'm not on no fuck shit. Like everybody, go get if you can get your own firearm and purchase your own firearm in your name. Go get that hoe. If you can go buy a heater or a burner, go get that hoe. Leave it at your crib. You know what I'm saying? Like. Have that because we need that if we do go into a civil progression to where we need to protect ourselves as a minority or a black person or however, yo, like be ready, you know what I'm saying? Because that shit is possible, it's happened before pretty much, and then you know, like, yeah, so hell yeah, man. Like, and I mean, let's hell. just be honest about it. I mean, we got to protect ourselves from each other a lot of the times, too, like most of the time, to be honest with you. Like, like you just mentioned, living in a black neighborhood is not like it's any safer for you than, you know, living in a neighborhood surrounded by Trump supporters because it's not like it's love and unity over there in the hood either. It's like everybody looking at each other sideways and, you know, (laughs) if they feel like you're doing better than them, they might try to come in your spot. Exactly, because we've been indirectly brainwashed and shit. So I work at Fifth Ward, you know what I'm saying, Monday through Friday. So I might have to stop at a gas station to get gas and there might be some niggas by Dashwood or or wherever I'm at on that in that area that's on some on some scope and shit. Especially since this corona shit done popped off. Niggas looking for food. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> on yeah. all levels. So yeah, nigga, I have my shit in the glove box and I'm not supposed to be riding my shit. I ain't got my concealed carry nigga. But I got my shit on me. If I ain't in my glove box, that motherfucker on my ways. Cock and oh Hey, wait, real quick, though, in Texas, the castle doctrine, which allows you to protect your house with a firearm, also extends to your vehicle. So you're allowed to have that in a vehicle without having a a concealed carry permit. You just can't carry it on your person without the permit or you're not supposed to whatever. You know, man, you know, yeah, I know that, but you know how she yeah, works. Yeah, you, you know, man. when you this color, it's like, it don't always work how it's supposed to work. Yeah, man. They pop your ass and then they take that bitch from your glove box and put it on put it you, on man. Your body, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Might fire around even for dramatic effect. Just make sure you ain't speeding it. Since we in this corona shit, like, they got some type of leniency as far as, um, your paperwork and all of that shit, your permits and your license and all that shit. Since a lot of those locations are not open to keep you updated on those type of documents, but no, man, I I, I don't be speeding, right. so I ain't, I ain't counting that. But yeah, man, I'm a weird man. I've talked to um, somebody actually broke into my car not too long ago and stole uh, my pistol and shit. One of my Damn. pistols. And shit, and I ain't want to call the law for a minute. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't no fun in my shit. Crazy shit. I ain't no fun in my shit. The reason I ain't want to call the law, but after like a month of me like not being able to find my shit, I was like, man, let me go and call this on me because I've been locked up before. And I don't want a nigga to have the room to say they ain't have, they didn't, wasn't the niggas that used my shit. Right, and then right. I, Get locked up, so I had to call my shit in one time, and I ended up asking them. I was like, "Man, how do you think I should, I should carry my firearm?" And they was like, "Nigga, out of reach." <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. You pull it over there, out of reach. So I'm like, "Okay, I see what type of time it's already on, which I've already seen before." I asked you, so hell yeah, I'm gonna make sure I'm not speeding or not doing shit to ever get pulled over. And if I do, I'm gonna take the clip out and throw that bitch. 
Far away from my reach, man. Nigga. If you get pulled over, do not go anywhere near that thing. Do not touch it. <laughs> Don't remove yeah, like, the magazine. Out the motherfucking window. Like, if I get pulled over, nigga, I'm raising down the window and I'm putting my, both of my hands out the window, like Please. immediately. <laughs> On my shit, I got one of the worst charges you can have. It ain't no rape or none of that weird ass shit. You can look it up if you know my full name. Like I put my hands at the motherfucking car. You know what I'm saying? Just let a nigga know. Yo, I ain't on no fuck shit. I'ma sit on the ground if you want me to voluntarily, nigga. I ain't scared to go to jail for a night or two, nigga. I done did a year and a half in that motherfucker. So, you know what I'm saying? That's a good amount of time, nigga. That's why I ain't worried about no motherfucking quarantine. You know what I'm saying? Because I done did a good amount of time with and without suits and all that extra shit. You know what I'm saying? So Hell yeah, man. Niggas gotta stay safe out here because it's not for anybody, especially for the black men, the black guys. You know, man, that's that's crazy. So, all right, real quick. So, how long have you been? And I meant to start off honestly <laughs> with this, but just how long have you been making music? Number one, and then two. When did you decide to like share your music with the world? Like, when did you, you know? Because I'm pretty sure you were doing music like longer than or before you decided to actually share your music with people my best friend um Yutibe and young um me and this nigga he's been rapping since like, our sophomore year like consciously and wanting to to do something with it and kind of being on some on some hip-hop shit some different shit you know what i'm saying since 2010 and um, I didn't put out my first piece until uh, that I really liked. I put out some shit with the homie T-Bay uh, before uh, 2015 or 16 when I put this shit out. But uh, in 2015, I ended up getting the homie Koss, Cassius King, in L.A. from Lamar Park to collab with me in 2015. And oh, that really? was my first piece where I was like, yeah, man, I want niggas to hear this, and I was on my Superman cape shit, and I wanted to save the world and all that shit. I wanted to die for the revolution and all that weird-ass shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Then I ended up going to jail in May 2015 all the way up until the end of November 2015 for like six and a half months, seven months. And um, I came home and I was addicted to weed and I ain't put out music again until pretty much 2019, January and shit. And around that time I started making beats and shit. And that's when I really gained my appreciation for people like Jay Dilla and Mad Lib, which is like my favorite artist and Blue, who's been my favorite artist since like 2008, 2009 and Iman Amari. And I started figuring out the lane that I really liked that I didn't experience where I knew I could just be myself and shit because these niggas were playing chords that I heard in church and these niggas were having samples and loops as far as drums that I know how to play my damn self and there was some minimalist shit and I'm a minimalist type of nigga. I live a minimalist life, minimalist life and shit. So around 2008, 2019, that's when that shit started kicking out and I was meditating, releasing that kind of, the kind of music that I'm releasing now, you know? So, yeah. 
Because it definitely, like, even though, I guess technically this is your first, like, EP, it doesn't sound like your first, you know what I'm saying? It sounds like you've been at it for a while, basically, is what I'm getting at. I'm glad you said that, because another thing, I, I'm putting out an interview soon, like, there's an artist named Georgia Ann Muldrow. Um, she, uh, she had an interview with Red Bull Academy, and she talks about in her recording process um, specifically, and even when she was making her instrumentals and shit, whatever was organic and whatever would, whatever she was vibing with before she actually heard it and played it back, she was already okay with it because she knew the intent from the energy she had when she made it. So, like, when I'm playing the drums and shit, like, when I go to church and shit, everything's not correctly on the BPM. Like, when you go to church, nigga, the church drummers are, church drummers are not totally on the BPM. They're supposed to be on and yeah, all of that. quantized. Yeah, exactly. That's the word. <laughs> you have to use when you fucking making beats and shit. They're not on a quantized BPM or a time signature. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a groove, you know? So... I was on that, especially on the song, The Calling. Like, I know how to sing much better than my performance on The Calling, but that wasn't the point. The point was the energy that I had when I was making it and the vibe that I had when I making it. I was making it. So, like, uh, I, didn't, I didn't intend on niggas that do psychedelics to do this shit, to listen to this. But, like, if you're, you're, you're on psychedelics and you're listening to that kind of shit, you're going to be A-OK. Yeah, I no, I've definitely been smoking to it. I'm not even going to say <laughs> I'm not even going yeah. to front. You should not find, though, like, you should appreciate the flaws in it because that was the point. Like, I'm not a nigga that tries to hide my flaws, nigga. Like, you know, like, the flaws is what makes a, perf a person perfect, you know what I'm saying, imperfect perfections, you know what I'm saying? Like, people need to see flaws, you know what I'm saying? People need to appreciate their flaws and shit. So when I was making a lot of this music, even stay, like, all, all this shit, like, like I said, this Georgia and Marjorie, um, a great artist and shit, she, 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 she inspired me to be like, yeah, man, this vibration is real. Like, you don't have to overthink it, overdo this shit. Like, this shit, especially if it's not your intent to be famous and all that goofy shit. Like, put out your shit, and it's right. gonna be around the motherfuckers that fuck with you, nigga. It's an abundance out here, you know? So, that was my perception when I made this project. It wasn't to be perfect as far as how I sound. It was supposed to be what it was and how I was feeling at the moment, you know what I'm saying? If you can get giggity with it, you can get giggity with it. If not, fuck it, it's cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, if I had to describe the project in two words, I'd probably pick cohesive and organic. So you basically explained both of those words that I had in my head for the album along this interview. So, wow. I'm glad I didn't even have to ask the question. I didn't. I didn't even really have to ask the questions. You really just explained explained what I was thinking, honestly. Yeah, I'm glad you said cohesive because, like, one of the earlier questions that uh, I answered as far as how I put the playlist together, as far as my songs, it was pretty much pointing towards the cohesive like concept and the shit and the organic shit. Like, yeah, man, um, that shit came organically. 
organically the cohesiveness and shit like that wasn't nothing super well thought out of you know what i'm saying so i'm glad you said that because a, a good amount of people and people that i hold at high regard also said also said that which i thought would probably be underwhelmed by my project you know what i'm saying it's been it's been a couple people where i'll be like damn they probably gonna be underwhelmed by specific tracks and shit they probably heard a couple tracks already put out they might be like man this some bullshit but it's been nothing but love man so i'm i'm ecstatic you know what i'm saying it's not it's not a, a great amount i don't have a big following or a great amount of listeners but you know what i'm saying that's not the point if i could touch whoever's listening to my music and kind of persuade them into feeling how I feel. I'm cool with that, you know what I'm saying? Because it's much bigger than the music, you know what I'm saying? I want to do some shit bigger than the music, nigga. Like, if I got to be in a pulpit or if I got to die on the motherfucking news live and shit, I'm cool with that, you know what I'm saying? Because our lineage has to experience this world, you know what I'm saying, after us and shit. So I want to leave a fucking footprint and footprints in a path for them to follow after to help guide and help them be able to connect with those that's going to come after them. For sure. And I mean, I think, I think you off to a great start as far as a legacy. Um, I'm excited to see your discography like five, 10 years from now. Uh, <laughs> you know, like if this is your first EP though, you know, cause a lot of people's first EPs, they're just kind of, you know, trying to figure themselves out. And I feel like, you already are already said organic, but it, you have kind of like your own sound, like you in your own bag. It don't really sound like it don't really sound. It don't sound like nobody, but it's like soulful. Like it reminds you, of, you know, when you, uh, you know, go to a cookout, some tracks like you feel like you had a cookout. Uh, it like, for example, I think it was cell blocks. The one I, I keep talking about with the saxophone and stuff that almost felt like parliament, uh, not just knee deep or whatever. Damn near when that dropped, I was like cleaning up <laughs> glass of wine man. candle lit like damn this this dude here man i'm glad you say that i shelved the track because that shit was too food uh too uh cookout-ish you know what i'm saying <laughs> bro we need those though we need those though think about it we really need and, those and the producer i got i got a switch out with the beat and shit from one of the homies and shit and um I was letting them know, man, we could use that that switch out as a remix and keep the original one because the original has a, a different ingredient as far as the uh, the sequence setup and the, the, the arrangement as far as the chorus and all of that shit than the remix and shit. And, um, yeah, I was saying that, like, yeah, naturally this shit should appeal to to black people man exactly that's what i'm saying like you think about some of those classic funk songs those are like negro spirituals for real so it's like <laughs> when you think about this generation of music when you think oh go ahead go ahead go ahead i guess crazy you said that i gotta call us uh, by my probably maybe my next release i'll be releasing uh, a couple of joints at least probably four and one of the songs is called negro spirituals aka n-word spirit choose so I do a play on the word with Negro spiritual and spirit chew and shit. And it's with a big artist um, from, he's from Illinois, I think. His name is Denmark Vesey. And the dude that I've been making uh, joints with, Cassius King and yeah. shit. And it's one of my favorite projects. I've been listening to the niggas since I was damn near in middle school. 
and shit and that motherfucker scar spirit shoes i got the cover art ready and everything all i need to do is mix and master it that's it that's all i have to do is mix and master it and it's quarantine so yeah i do fucking it up you know what i'm saying so i'm glad you said like negro spirituals because hell yeah like the, the 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 vibe that the organic vibe that comes from our nature and shit like i want to incorporate that into our music because i know naturally we're gonna resonate with it yeah and exactly time for that like i don't believe in this government you know what i'm saying this government not my god i'm not looking for this government to aid me through covid19 or through anything before then because they've already proved to me the patterns that they're on you know what I'm saying? We don't need to trust that. I want to be able to develop a platform to where if I say, yo, let's not fucking pay rent. I want to be able to have a fucking platform to where niggas is not paying rent. And we could really shake the way they 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 operate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, because like as of now, like I put out that song Rent's Due. I made that shit with that sample in front of it way before COVID-19 came through. You know what I'm saying? And that shit would hit right now. Like, if I could tell niggas, like, yo, let's not pay rent right now. Like, and these motherfuckers, it's not going to be able to kick all of us out of our apartments. You know what I'm saying? Legally or or if legally, like, it's so many of us, we ain't got to motherfucking leave. You know what I'm saying? And if we go to jail, like, we'll figure out how that process works. But, like, I want to be able to, yeah, I want to be able to dictate that kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? Because this government ain't for us. This is this is this shit ain't for us or nobody, not just black people. This shit ain't for nobody. If you're not in that five percent, you know what I'm saying? I got the the the, the five percenters theology embedded in my soul and tatted on my skin. You know what I'm saying? When I was locked up those were the people that I was rocking with and building with. Like we not we not the niggas that they looking after that they ever <laughs> <laughs> right. But you it's crazy. I'm... It's crazy that people think that they are though. Because remember when the Constitution was written, we were considered three fifths of a human. Three fifths. Well, we the we when we are the human, we are the colored man, human being colored. We are that. Right. Body totally. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to say that the Neanderthal hasn't been here for a dozen years, but according to theology and according to their scientists, they definitely ain't original as us. Right. You know? So it's for our people to realize not being a Negro pen, not competing with niggas, not trying to take on this European culture is not the way. You know what I'm saying? Like, tapping into your Negro spirituals and your regular culture and your natural lifestyle is the way the way I raised my daughter and shit, God appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say on here that all the shit I've been through as far as my daughter, but I've been through trials and tribulations with this world as far as my daughter. And my daughter is as pure as I could say. You know what I'm saying? And I intended to be that way. Like, man, this COVID-19 has come about now, I bet you when we go back to school or when the kids go back to school, you're going to have to get vaccinated, the kids at the least. You're going to have to get vaccinated with a motherfucking COVID-19 vaccination to go into their motherfucking schools. When, when, when none of that shit was existent before the 20th century or the, or, the, or, the, or the 19th century or the 21st century and the 18th century, 
but no fucking vaccines until recently. You know what I'm saying? And even as far as vaccines, like the Nipsey was trying to shed light on on on, on, on AIDS and uh, Dr. Sibby saying he had a cure for AIDS and all of that shit, man. There was a liability that they had on vaccination before, like the the 1980s or whatever. They got rid of that because they had so many cases as far as autism and all kinds of other side effects and syndromes that were ruining black kids if you got vaccinated on a specific schedule. You know what I'm saying? Our people got to tap out of trusting the white man and his education and all that kinds of shit. Like uh, Farrakhan and Malcolm X and Marcus Garvey and Clarence 13X and all these other people have preached to us. You know what I'm saying? We got to tap out of that. You know what I'm saying? We got to build our own civilization. I got homies and other people, they got their own land and more than dozens of uh, acres and shit to make their own civilization and build their own fruits and vegetables and all that kinds of shit for our people when the time comes and shit. Like, I'm tapped into that shit, really. And I've met a lot of people in, in incarceration that's been on that shit real wholeheartedly and shit. And that's the shit we're going to depend on and, and we're going to be wishing we knew of when that time comes. Hopefully, we don't have to experience that uh, 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 in the near future, you know? I pray to God we don't have to experience that in the near future. But, yeah, like, those are the things we're going to have to rely on and be looking for. You know what I'm saying? Possibly if we're here when this world go go all weird and shit. <laughs> nah, because, yeah, it's already, man. <laughs> we already, like, nine-tenths of the way there, to be honest with you. Oh, God. Nigga, on oh God. Nigga, on oh my life. On oh my daughter life and shit, man. Like, we already there, nigga. Like, they ain't hiding that shit. It's for a coon ass niggas not to motherfucking <laughs> find the motherfucking. Like, wake up. Conscious community is here, man. Tap into it, bro. Like, this shit ain't no game or no gimmick, man. I put all of those samples in my project for that reason. I wasn't worried about writing two verses in the chorus. I was worried about spinning some shit long enough for the niggas that like bars to stick around and then hear the fucking samples that I put out there. You know what I'm saying? It's people more than me saying the same kind of shit that I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? If you want to believe in the Christian doc- doctrine, like I said in the state song, like, I'm a son body, a Christ body. It's not a... Uh, Somebody not a problem when the guillotine in it or I or however I said it. If you watch Left Behind or anything like, if you're not getting the mark of the beast or the microchip or the RFID, nigga, they gonna chop your head off. You know what I'm saying? So then, nigga, like I'm a somebody when that guillotine hit. I'm a part of the Christ body when the guillotine hit. If you cross us, Jesus, a casket increase fit. I'm gonna kill you, or it means Jesus. I want to be considered as. Uh, 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 bury me in my feeling that you have all that Jesus shit going on, even though the J didn't exist until the, the, the 1500s and all that shit. <laughs> right. Like, nigga, I'm rather safe than sorry. You mm. feel me? Like, you feel me? Like, yeah, man. Like, our people need to, need to tap in. Like, I know that Jesus shit was created after the 1500s and shit, but, you know what I'm saying? What's in that Bible, it, it's not enforcing Jesus. It's just, you're forcing, uh, enforcing Yeshua, you know what I'm saying, and, 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 and Yahweh, 
you know what I'm saying? Or however the Hebrew is saying that shit. I'm down with all that shit. Like I said, when I'm fucked up, I was fucking with the Muslims and the Hebrews and the gangs and shit. You know what I'm saying? The gangs <laughs> yeah. fucking with as far as vice lords and GDs and shit. They be on the Muslim shit. And they be on the motherfucking Muslim shit. And the Christian shit. And the deeper depth. So. So, yeah. uh. So, okay, so let me ask you this. So, from your interactions with gangs, do you feel like there's ever uh, a chance for the gangs to go back to being for the community? Because if you remember, like, when gangs originally started, they were about protecting their community, uplifting their community, you know, basically, they were a community organization, whereas now they really just terrorize their own communities. Do you think there's a chance to reverse that again? Or are all the OGs just locked up indefinitely to where they can't, you know, control it? On the streets now. I think, I think it's there, man. You got some plant-based. You got some plant-based gangsters out in Chicago. You got some some plant-based cribs, Pyrus, Bloods, Cribs out in California. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think it's far-fetched that Nipsey Hussle was um, eliminated because of that documentary that he put out. I don't think that anything that's put here is something that's reacted off of. As in, um, uh, uh, like a, a recent nature. Like, I don't think they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this now. This shit was already written. You know what I'm saying? There's no reason why a Simpsons episode can predict something almost 20 years later. You know what I'm saying? That's magic. That's black magic. That's time travel type shit. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, that Nipsey Hussle documentary about Sebi would have definitely eased our whole community and more people. You know what I'm saying? Because we had a platform to reach more than our community in all types of cultures and shit. And if that shit would have put out before this COVID-19 shit would have put out, niggas would not be walking around all weird about the shit. Every every motherfucking disease is some is pretty much an inflammation of acidicness. You know what I'm saying? So, um, hell yeah. Like, that's definitely what I believe. Like, yeah, bro. Like, this shit all came, bro. And speaking of the uh, documentary, I believe uh, Nick Cannon, they just reported Nick Cannon actually finished it. I don't know. I don't think it's out yet, but I think Nick Cannon actually uh, did keep his word and he finished it. Because I remember when Nipsey passed away, Nick promised to finish that documentary. And I just seen some yesterday. It was either yesterday or this morning when I seen it or this afternoon or something that uh, Nick Cannon had finished it. That's a fact. Like I, I shared it on my Facebook page. I saw it on my Facebook page a couple of days ago. And as soon as I saw it, so I is shared it out? It. Do you know if it's out or is it? It's not out yet, man. Just making um, sure. I was, I was thinking before I shared it, before I shared it, I was thinking, oh, this nigga Nick Cannon probably got spooked as, as far as what would happen to him. But he's got common, um, Erica Badu, um, another medical advisor from the black community, Dr. Umar, jo- Umar Johnson, who'll be on some Umar be going off, bro. Yeah, <laughs> he'll be on some goofy ass shit, but I'm not going to yeah. talk about it because it'd be some white niggas that be doing some white work shit to our community, you know what I'm saying? And I would definitely feel like you niggas need to support me and send me some money and all that kinds of shit. If I'm giving you this kind of information that's threatening my life, because at any given moment, Dr. Omar Johnson could be a target and could be eliminated because the kind of way he be talking and speaking, if you really listening in and you really trying to dive into what he on, 
from a um, not ignorant perspective, bro, you're going to be good in life. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have an idea of what the fuck's going on. So, yeah, I don't know if the documentary's done, but hell, yeah, they pushing towards it. Nick Cannon is doing his damn thing. So, hell, yeah, bro. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a good look. Like, if Nipsey, if, if Nipsey wouldn't have started that kind of shit, we wouldn't have the opportunity to experience Dr. Sebi how we will as soon as Nick Cannon put this shit out. And hopefully it's not too late before we get to see it. And hopefully he gets to put it out because we need to see it. It's a very simple concept. You know what I'm saying? Um, I said no fast food, just fresh produce. Some people might see me as a hypocrite. I haven't had as much dollars as I have before the income tax hit. You know what I'm saying? Right, so right. I got move forward in a different kind of way. I got a daughter now. That's a different kind of money you get when you have a child. You know what I'm saying? And I've been able to do specific things to where I don't have to live paycheck to paycheck now. I'm I'm living pretty good as a, a minimalist thinking type of nigga. You know what I'm saying? And um yeah, bro, like um yeah, bro, like yeah, this shit is some real shit. Like if you if if if, if you if you not in tune to shit, you will feel you will feel fucked up, bro. Like I don't I don't I don't try to eat if you if you look at any other culture and you compare the portions that they have as far as breakfast, lunch and dinner and the type of food that they have for breakfast and the kind of food they eat routinely for all three of those is not pork and it's not the same type of proportions you know what i'm saying yeah. i got a cousin lived in japan japan okinawa and two different spots in italy and many other people and you can just look it up from scientists and just watching documentaries we don't have the same proportions as in babylon the western civilization aka europe the united states and china we don't have the same type of eating habits as they do everywhere else right so you're gonna be fucked you know what I'm saying? If you're following uh, the white man's tradition and the Neanderthals' tradition, transition uh, traditions and all that and shit and so forth. So yeah, like bro, like we gotta tap in. You know what I'm saying? And we gotta we gotta help keep each other comfortable. And eating is not for um, uh, satisfaction. Eating is for nutrients. Right. Vitamins and and, and 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 earthly components that aid the body is not for all that weird ass shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, we're we're just like flowers. You know what I'm saying? We can we can dwell off photosynthesis. You know what I'm saying? Energy from the sun and 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 water and 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 plants, leaves, and all that kinds of shit. Growing our own food. That's the route that we need to take that I feel that I'm approaching and getting closer to. Like for years, even when I couldn't afford to eat the organic food like I'm eating now and uphold the diet that I have now, I wasn't eating like that because I know even if you try to eat organic, like that shit ain't as organic, you know what I'm saying? And it's better to eat that shit than eat some swine or some red meat or some fast food, you know what I'm saying? So if you fast or if you get a detox, you can train your body to get that shit out of your system, get them toxins out of your system, and have a, 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 a lower intake of a fucking appetite. Yeah, that's you know? true. That is true, because like you said earlier, I I, I generally only eat one, uh, one time a day. 
uh, like you said, I try to eat one time a day at the max two if I'm being greedy. But like you said, you know, we're trained to eat three meals a day and snacks and all of that. And that's how people end up, you know, super unhealthy, super overweight when you really don't need that. Your body doesn't need that. Like, you know, so once you once you get used to that, it's like it's like, damn, I was eating that much. I was eating three times a day versus just one meal. I was feeling like shit. I was addicted. Yeah, lethargic. Like I couldn't move how I wanted to move. My breathing was bad. Like I would, my face was all fat. Like bro. all of that, bro. That shit was real. Like, and I'm glad I didn't know you was totally on that, but I could see the shit that you consume, even though you 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 don't post totally what you be on throughout the day. Like I could see the little bit that you show on the internet. Like you're onto some kind of shit, and that shit is godly. I appreciate you showing that kind of shit and all that kind of shit because people are taking heed to that, whether you know it or not. You know, and it's good for our culture and people and shit. Like, you don't have to consume all kinds of weird ass shit every fucking day. You don't have to go eat fast food every day. You don't have to go fucking do all this weird ass shit that is not in our nature. We don't have teeth of carnivores, you know? <laughs> so even apes and all those kind of animals, them niggas is not eating meat. They're not carnivores. They're fucking plant-eating herbivore-ass niggas. Like apes, they eat plants and vegetables. You know what I'm saying? And they still big as fuck, muscular. Right. Right. <laughs> Huge. Go, go on Game Changers. Go watch Game Changers on Netflix, and you'll see the different types of protein and the way that you can still keep your body sustained eating that kind of shit and still being at a high muscular and performance rate. You know what I'm saying? That shit is totally real, but through popular demand and the culture that we in in the Western uh, world, you won't you won't be able to see that idea. I agree. I think that has a lot to do with just capitalism in general, too. Just making money off food, you know, like people are trained to eat three times a day plus two snacks, so they can sell you three meals a day and two snacks. <laughs> All the food, you know, plus pharmaceuticals. And then the yeah, exactly food pharmaceuticals in college a bunch of bullshit man i did terrible in school you know what i'm saying but now if i come and speak with my peers man it's a good idea i'd shit on you (laughs) (laughs) no matter what your master is you know what i'm saying and all that kinds of shit like because it's the difference between textbook smart and common sense and just being uh, inspired by nature you know so and the crazy part is the textbooks go out of date every year or two every other year the textbook is in act like it's you know <laughs> it's out of date so all that information you learned is basically basically useless useless some useless ass thesis and you, you know 200 grand for that too that's what's the crazy part grants for it. useless thesis when you could um try to tap in it sounds mighty cliche because you probably hear people say it's within and you know what i'm saying and people don't have idea of that but i've come to a lot of conclusions well one specifically that gandhi came to came through to um god has no religion um me right. just smoking weed and exactly <laughs> I chilling. I came to that concept and I didn't know that was already a concept that had been met. You know what I'm saying? You can you can you can have a, a 
a meditative outer body experience out of some good ganja and meditation. You know what I'm saying? 100%. And that, you know what I'm saying? Like I've had, I, I used to do uh, psychedelics a lot. I've had a psychedelic trip off of marijuana from meditating purposely in my room. You know what I'm saying? So that shit is definitely real. You know what I'm saying? The different levels that we can access as far as conscious and spirituality, that shit is real because we're not just these little low vibrational earthly beings. We are multidimensional beings. We are spirit beings. You know what I'm saying? We are sun bodies. You know what I'm saying? Most of, or not most of us, but some of us, we are some bodies. We have that bloodline. We have that blood type that is near pure. You know what I'm saying? To be on that level. So, yes, sir. Like, don't be, don't be uh, influenced by the devil and ignorance. You know what I'm saying? Like, tap the fuck in. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely that time. You know what I'm saying? Nothing comes without war spiritually mentally and physically you know what i'm saying so expect it go get your guns get your food on and get your foreman on get your, <laughs> right share the information if niggas is with it let them stay around if they not with them with it get the fuck get them the fuck out of your way you know what i'm saying and keep it that way quarantine all day long fuck covid19 quarantine 24 365 facts because that's that's one thing i was saying like this quarantine is just my regular lifestyle anyway <laughs> like as far as just not having to be out and, and out and about at all times and you know i never understood I that about people i don't do clubs i ain't never been to a strip club clubs i've only been to like a couple times and that's not my vibe i don't like fake kicking it with people and all that kinds of shit. It's no traffic. I still work. I'm a, I have an essential job. I've got several passes and shit doing maintenance shit, shit. Maintenance and shit for medical buildings and the train station. I'm about to work for the train station. You know what I'm saying? Like, I go to the grocery store. I can get all the food that I like because niggas is not buying the shit. I like niggas is not looking for greenery. Niggas is not looking for fruit and vegetables at all. Right. You That's know? true. Yeah. I'm comfortably doing that, you know what I'm saying? And I wasn't totally eating like that. I was eating poultry, and, like, I got fish in my crib still now to this day. And that shit's not being bought up like it should. It might be more expensive to buy, like, Alaskan salmon and all that kinds of shit. Um, you know, but my daughter is vegetarian, like I said. So that's the food she eats on the daily. So I'm just indulging in that. You know what I'm saying? Because of her also just helping me push forward to being prepared to not eating and consuming on a high level and shit like that. So, bro, like, niggas gotta, niggas gotta be prepared for that. Like, and plus, I was incarcerated for extensive amounts of time. I wasn't incarcerated for one month, two months, three months. I was incarcerated for seven months and seven and eight months at a time, multiple times, you know what I'm saying, with and without commentary. You see what I'm saying? So, this quarantine is not even a thing to me. <laughs> right, right. And I, so, okay, that's what I, okay, let me ask you this then. So while you were incarcerated, did you, uh, like, were you making your own meals as far as like, because I've heard people like, I've heard a lot of people Yo. say they went vegetarian inside because of how disgusting the stuff they feed you is. 
that's really hard, you know what I'm saying? Because when you go vegetarian, a lot of times they'll only bring you like bread and rice or just vegetables and bread or just vegetables and an egg, you know what I'm saying? So I didn't do that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, they don't they don't give you pork. When you get locked up, they I think legally they can't like really even give you pork. They're giving you like soy and shit. So even soy is trash, but yeah. it's not as trash pork but um in my rap on cell blocks i said uh ritual flows in a body bag steady stuff in the streets i went from cell blocks with cake you get two suits for a piece so i used to make cakes out of cookies and honey buns and i would sell you a piece for two suits you know what i'm saying so um yeah, I'm just letting you know, like, the kind of shit niggas was earning there. But, yeah, niggas were eating soups. You know what I'm saying? I still eat soups to this day. I ain't gonna lie. Two ramens, top ramens to this, to uh, two hours before we had this interview. You know what I'm saying? Because before I consume any meat or any fast food, I'm gonna consume that. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not a picky-ass nigga. You right. know what I'm saying? I'm not eating to to enjoy flavors and all that kind of shit. You I'm just eat it to survive. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or get my nutrients if I can, you know what I'm saying? Sustain, yeah, to sustain the body. Exactly. Before I start growing my garden and going all deep into that, yeah, like that's the that's the that's the goal. Like you know, like we not on that type of time to 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 be trying to go to the Breakfast Club and go to fucking <laughs> all that. Goofy shit, you know what I'm saying? Hey, nah, chill though. We got to get you to the Breakfast Club one time. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that French toast, bro. I've had the chicken and waffles and shit. Like that shit be popping. Jupiter too. Like I've had people introduce me to that shit. I like it. And since I got a fast metabolism, like there'll be days yeah, where I go eat some kind of like if I go out and get drunk as fuck with you ever. Like it don't be surprised, like. If I be like, fuck it, nigga, I want a patty milk. You know what I'm Bruh. saying? Because I know. <laughs> I'm going to shoot that shit out. And hey, then I'm going to just drink the water and wash it out my body. Hey, that's really one of the top two drunk meals of all times, though, is that patty milk, though. Let's just be for real about it. Like, let's just be serious about it. Nigga, that shit is godly, bro. I fuck with that shit, nigga. Like, I've been fucking with that shit. Like, I ain't had one in a long-ass time. But, nigga, at any given moment, like... If ain't shit open and I know I ain't gonna be able to cook some shit comfortably at my crib, fuck it, bro. I'll go to Whataburger and get me a patty milk. See, if you're gonna eat fast food, at least just make sure it's quality like that. Whataburger, Chick-fil-A, something like that. Like that, you know what I'm saying? Don't be at fucking Mickey D's, you know what I'm saying? That's like, <laughs> like, you know, like I said, like, niggas be... Niggas be draped in designer eating that Mickey you, yeah, D. You did say that. You did say that. <laughs> Damn, man. All right, last question, though, because we almost at two hours here. This has been a great interview. I just want to hear the recipe for that gel cake that you that you sold two soups per slice because really when you think about it, two soups for one slice, to me, that just sounds like that must have been like a good-ass cake for them to give two soups up for one slice. <laughs> Uh, uh, soups were like when I got locked up at that time. Soups were seventy nine cents, which is a great amount of money for a soup. Exactly. And 
we had duplex cookies, which I would make the first layer of dough out of. So when I made the cake, and they had a TDC bowl that was white, you know what I'm saying, that was pretty round, or they had a, a, a nice big one that was round also. And shit, um, I would do the first layer out of dough. I would crush up all the cookies. I would take the duplex cookies, just regular, like, damn near like Oreo cookies, but they're called duplexes. They got uh, vanilla and chocolate. I would, I would take the cookies, break the sandwich up, and scrape the icing off, put the icing to the side, and crush up the... Um, the actual like cookie powder and mm-hmm. shit, crush it up with a water bottle and shit, make it a powder and put a little water in it and make a dough ball. That would be the first layer. Then after I take the first layer, I would get a honey bun and a Danish mm. and put that shit on top of that. Then after I do that, I would put a little water on the icing that I took from inside of the sandwich. Stretch and the it a little bit. Danish and the honey bun and put that on there, then I would probably melt a chocolate bar, like a, a Snickers or some shit, the chocolate and all that shit. I would melt that and put that on top of the the cookie dough, the the bread from the Danish and the honey bun, the icing and whatnot. Then repeat the process. You know what I'm saying? So I would do that again. I would take more cookies, crush up the cookies and make a powder, put a little water on it ball it up make a little ball from and and, and that would be the so-called dough and put that shit on top of the icing you know what i'm saying then get another honey bun in the danish and put that honey bun in danish unroll the honey bun unroll the danish and put it proportionally on top of the icing you know then do that process again after i do unroll the bread I put the icing, put a little water in it, stir it up, put it in the microwave if I wanted to, stir it up, and wipe that motherfucker over the bread. Then I would motherfucking put the uh, 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 chocolate from a candy bar or whatever, or the peanut butter or whatever on top of the bread and the icing. Then crush up some candy bars or some shit and put it on the top on top of the icing with some Skittles or some, some peanuts or, or whatever kind of candy bar it was and make a candy. So the first layer you will have dough from the powdered cookies and shit. Then after the powdered cookies, you would have bread from the honey buns and danishes. Then you put the icing on there. Then you put another layer of bread. Then you put icing again and peanut butter and all that good shit, you do that, repeat that process. So you got dough, bread, and icing. Dough, bread, and icing. And that shit is the dankest fucking shit ever in the fucking world, nigga. So, okay, let me ask you this, though. Number one, did you come up, with, like, did you just come up with that by yourself? And then number I two. Come up with uh, no, I ain't come up with that. That's a concept that's been done for since before I got there. Yeah, yeah, passed I, down. I said, yeah. Because I was going to say, when you hit the deck with that shit, like, what? <laughs> like, you just pulled that yeah, out the sale. Like, what was everybody? Did everybody went crazy or what? I ain't fucking with you. Well, fuck with you. We're trying to get a free piece, nigga. You going to get, like, if you got a CDC bowl, I said in two-piece outro, um, CDC trying to dodge staff with, with clean hands. So that was our entire I was trying to dodge staff, like an actual staff. 
with right. clean hands, meaning I didn't do shit, and then they actually have staff staff infection. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to dodge that with clean hands, nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it was niggas you wouldn't eat their cake if they was a dirty ass nigga. Exactly. But that cake, you would get like eight fat ass pieces in a piece, like a, a um. A thankful, grateful ass nigga wouldn't eat that piece all in one slice. <laughs> so, so many fucking calories in one slice, you could sell it for two soups. Like I said, two soups for a piece. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, ritual flows in the body bags that he scuffed in the streets with from cell blocks with cakes. Two soups for a piece. You know what I'm saying? You can get a nice fat ass soup out that TDC bowl for two soups. And two soups was 79 cents at the time. So you would buy two honey buns for a dollar a Danish for a dollar Um so that's around like fucking six dollars. Then you get them duplex cookies. You need like two packs of those. That's a dollar nineteen. You know what I'm saying? Then uh, peanut butter, a jar of peanut butter is three or four dollars. Sadly, then uh, a, 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 a candy bar is like a um, dollar and nineteen cents. Also, so you're gonna spend around thirteen, fourteen, fifteen dollars just to make that cake. Two soups for a piece. That's really a hookup. I was about to say that. Then I was about to say that's really a deal because you put a lot of money into that cake. And it sounds like a lot of time and like love into it too, to be honest, to be making the layers and stuff. That's a hookup. Like if you're making it by yourself, that's a hookup. If you're making it with your cellmates, which which niggas usually make it with, it's not so bad because some niggas get care packs, so they got some of that shit in them care packs for for a cheap amount of money. And then if you're getting a care pack, you ain't really spending your commissary money. Right. Somebody like that with their whole money. You know what I'm saying? So it's just all depends on the situation. But yeah, nigga, like that's a that's a dink ass cake. I, I kinda wanna go make one of them hoes today. Like you can go to the <laughs> ball, you can for a jail cake or a motherfucking jail spring, nigga. Like and, and be good through quarantine. I was about to say, I remember uh, one time with my dad, uh, we had a spread night or whatever, and he taught us how to make a spread with the soups or whatever. So I, <laughs> I don't even need to ask because you just said you still be doing that <laughs> sometimes. Man, I ain't, I ain't did one it's, since like 2016. My brother came home for the penitentiary and then he was like, man, let's make a spread. He was at work one day and we made a spread. He went and bought all the shit, the chili pack, the motherfucking meat cheese, the motherfucking summer sausage, and, and all the chips and all that kind of shit. Yeah. We had bread that he made. Like, he was in the penitentiary for, for six, seven years, and we had one of them motherfuckers. And that shit was definitely filling, and it doesn't taste bad. Like, you throw pickles and jalapenos and chicken and beef and, and summer sausage all on them all it's like they not that bad you know your dad made one for you like no, I, I made my own it was good <laughs> he like we he, he he just laid all the shit out and everybody was making their own just going crazy with it <laughs> well, like i make one with some soups just give me some chips a soup some cheese and you know what i'm saying i can make one or not make one but make something similar to it with just that you know what i'm saying like 
it ain't nothing. Like, I ain't opposed to eating noodles because I'm used to eating that kind of shit. Like, I just had two packs of Top Ramen today. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a thing. Like, survival thing. You know what I'm saying? That, that's a real quarantine. Right. <laughs> that, exactly. So, I mean, to me, it sounds like you really use that experience as something to, uh, Cause you obviously, I was telling you how mature your project was, and so it just really sounded like, even though that wasn't obviously not an experience you wanted to go through, you used that to really just, you know, form into the person you are today, the man you are today. Really, you know, with your head on straight, and really just, you know, you got a really good view of things. Just how you look at the coronavirus, like you've been in a way, like you've been in a real quarantine. It's, <laughs> you, you know, you know, you could, like you said, you could still go to the store here. You could still, you know see your family, see your daughter. So I'm glad you took that perspective versus, you know, people that get out and do the same shit that landed them in that situation in the first place. Yes, Because then you wouldn't be able to give us this music if you, you know, if you were still on all that. Yes, sir. And I still got my nine, um, 95 mask, too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wear it like that, but I still got a couple of them. So you was with some out right here. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it might be band made and, and induced and all that kind of shit. Like, still be cautious of the people around you and take care of yourself and your children and all of that by taking that extra caution, you know. So, yeah, man, we don't know where it came from, but it's here. So protect your, protect your energy, you know. Do what you got to do. All right, so I know I said last question like 30 minutes ago, but um, obviously I'm about to listen to channels now after talking to you and just look for all the other stuff that I might have missed and, you know, keep listening to it. Um, but and as an artist, though, do you feel like in this streaming era, it's like you can work super hard on a project, put it out, and then it's like within a week, people are already waiting for you to put something else out? Or how do you feel about that? Hell yeah, because I feel kind of pressed to put out this next project that I was supposed to go record today and put it out. Um, yeah, man. Um, listeners are very greedy. Yeah, um, for sure. So, um, and people want you to be who you are before if they do appreciate the shit you put out before, you know, so... Um, yeah, man. Or or if they didn't appreciate the shit you put out before and they know you're the type of artist to put out different types of music, they'll be looking for that. So, yeah, like, people are greedy and, like, you. I feel pressure about putting out more shit because, like I said, I just put out a, a project already and I'm, I'm working on another project and within the same month, I want to drop a, another project. I want to drop two projects this month. This month? If possible. Two oh, more projects. If possible. Wait, two you more know, projects in addition to channels or channels plus another project? Nah, two more projects in addition to channels. I want to drop more, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, the pressure is up because people are probably like me. Like, I'm I'm, I'm looking for that kind of shit. I listen to music all day. Music, music is my therapy. Right. You know? I don't blame some type of people for being like that, you know what I'm saying? And I know some people aren't catching everything they can catch from projects in isolation. But yeah, like, it's just a vibe and a feeling for experience and something new. Yeah, so it's definitely a thing, 
got real close to the projects and shit. So hell yeah, we definitely have to um, appreciate the shit that's put forth and the, and the shit that's to come and shit. You know what I'm saying? And I definitely am working on trying to be a prolific artist and trying to put out something every month at least and shit, whether it be a single or a whole project. So I'm putting out a at least a three song EP with before this month ends and then at least another whole EP that could be up to like a dozen tracks this month, you know what I'm saying, with Cos, Cash, aka Cash is King, so yeah, man, the first year is up, and then after that, I'll be working on the the projects that me and you was talking about before with the R&B type and the vocals and shit, exactly, so yeah, which will come out in May, so hell yeah, man, with visuals and all. You know, and finals or cassettes and all. Like I've got, I like my intent is to put out some vinyls and cassettes this month. You know what I'm saying? So if the coronavirus is not stopping that production, so hell yeah, like that's definitely a thing I'm conscious of, and that's definitely a thing that people want, and I know I can make it happen. So I'm not deterred by that wanting. So hell yeah, man, it's noticed. Well, damn, bro, because I didn't want to be greedy myself, because like you said, consumers are greedy, but like, I was going to ask you like, okay, well, when can we expect the (laughs) the next project? But this man talking about two projects this month. So, wow, like, you really trying to, you really, I could see you, I could see you blowing up in 2020, man, if you, if you working like that, because you, you obviously got the quality down now, it's just getting it in front of people. So, man. Yeah. Everybody go stream channels right now. Follow Wordsmith on Spotify, Apple Music, all that good stuff. Wordsmith.wave, hell yeah. Follow me, look me up everywhere, man. I got a couple more projects coming out with some some names that I respect highly um, on all of them. So um, try to find the message in the gems with them, even though it's not hard to find if we're trying to look beyond the lyrics. So it'll be there with love. <laughs> and I, oh, and another thing, I really do like the dot wave on the end of it too, because it's kind of like you know, like a sample or something. But and and you have that kind of like soulful vibe too with it. So I like that part of the name too. Hell yeah, I hated that name, and I was like trying to stick with words, but I, I I've gained an appreciation for it because of that specifically, like you said. Like hopefully my goal is for people to see beyond the idea of me being a, a carrier of words and a wordsmith and really try to find things that they can resonate with beyond my words and as far as my message and shit, you know what I'm saying? So further known as or aka I am words, whether it be W H E A R D S or W O R D S, you know what I'm saying? That is me. It's not a whole wordsmith dot wave and I'll probably have another alias really soon, you know what I'm saying? It's <laughs> all kinds of other shit because it's not about acquiring uh, a, a specific wave as far as one person, you know what I'm saying? It's these different energies and these different vibes I'm putting out of, whether it be for whatever, you know? So, hell yeah. Well, man, uh, anything you want to add before we close this interview? I mean, it was a great interview for sure. I'm definitely yeah. excited about these uh, next projects. Uh, but, uh, I wonder how you're going to put this motherfucker together, man. We got a whole Let's see. We got a whole fucking two hours, bro. Ain't yes, sir. But see, 
I feel like it was two hours of quality content, though, really, with the, the viewer getting to know you, me getting to know you more as an artist and, and just, you know, really confirming some of the things that I was hearing in channels, you know, like that made me feel good as a listener because I felt like, OK, I'm really in tune with what he doing. You know, even though I only listened to the project probably about four or five times. Well, I guess that's pretty much a lot, but that's a lot, nigga. <laughs> but I like I, I like that's how I listen to music, bro. Like I, you know, I'm not one of those people that's just gonna play an album one time unless I don't like it or something. But it, I'm not, you know, I want to listen to an album like ten times minimum just to really feel like I, you know, especially an album like or an EP like this where I can just hit play on track one and then run the track nine and be, you know, not feel like I need to skip or anything like that. Hell yeah, man! I appreciate it, man. I I really appreciate you as a person, man. If I if I wouldn't, I wouldn't have asked you to, because I initiated this interview. I wouldn't have asked for uh, to be on your platform, and I also feel like I could possibly expand your platform with my brand in the future because I know within my soul that it's gonna go beyond a local acceptance. You know what I'm for saying? Sure, for sure. So. Cause you no, obviously so, put the work yeah. into the music. It's not like, for example, I'm gonna give the viewers an example. Cause I remember when you, uh, when you first hit me up, like, cause honestly, I like, obviously I didn't even know, like, I didn't even know you made music until you gave me the sample before the the EP came out and you were like, okay, I'm just going to mix it. And I, I liked it where it was, but to hear what you did with it from the mixing and mastering standpoint, that's what really blew me away to be honest with you. Like, um, because, you know, a lot of people will play something for you and they'll be like, oh, yeah, I just got to mix it or whatever. And then they so-called mix it and it's the same thing you already heard. But this was like a like not that it wasn't good before, but I really heard the polish or whatever, you know, you put on to it after the fact. And then to hear all nine songs played together like that and how they flowed and the, the, the cohesion, I thought, wow, he really he really mixed and mastered the hell out of this. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I appreciate that, man, because that shit was a stress, bro. I really appreciate that shit. All of this shit is uh, um, positive stress on the spirit. So I really appreciate that, nigga. Like, yeah, man, I appreciate you, bro. Like, if um, I didn't feel like you were ty my type of nigga to kick it with in person be uh, beyond this quarantine, nigga, I'd probably be trying to sip some wine with you and shit we could be trying to make some dishes or or do whatever or, uh do whatever you know what i'm saying because i appreciate your platform and the things that you spoke on on your uh spotify before you had me on there you know what i'm saying about our culture and so on and so forth so keep doing what you're doing my nigga niggas is watching they might not be supporting but you putting that seed in niggas you know what i'm saying <laughs> and hopefully it'll water and grow and blossom you know hey i appreciate that bro and one thing one last thing i want to say is like i know you off the weed for now but like once you become the, like you know once you go big and all of that stuff you don't got to worry about another form of income i definitely want to smoke a joint with you bro. <laughs> smoke a joint with you bro for sure bro like i'm not expecting being on this occupation that i'm aiming for for long because of uh the type of uh, significant it has for the country and the, the, the outlook this country has on the type of people and their agenda, you know what I'm saying? I, it's not for me, you know what I'm saying? Because pretty soon, like, I know for sure the railroad would, would be offering R RFID chip or some kind of weird-ass shit I'm not going to do. 
So once I make my money from it and being be able to endorse my art and present it the way I wanted to totally, hell yeah, I feel like I'll be able to definitely make the money from it that I need to sustain. You know what I'm saying? It's sustaining this shit. So hell yeah, bro. We definitely gonna get some shit in the air pretty soon, nigga. Don't be surprised <laughs> if it's before twenty twenty ends, nigga. Hey, I can't wait, bro. But uh, hey, I look forward. I definitely want to interview you again when uh, you put out another project. But like I said, I'm gonna go ahead and run channels again, just because you know now that I <laughs> interviewed you and you confirmed a lot of the stuff, I'm gonna be looking for all the other little bars I might have missed and you know some of the extra stuff, man. But I appreciate you taking two hours out of your day to uh, to talk to me about this stuff, man. Appreciate it. Hell yeah, and they also uh, go to do my maintenance for the railroad right now. I get hired and shit like as soon as we hang up and shit and uh, I probably won't be back home till about 11 o'clock but it was totally worth it I appreciate building with you nigga hit me whenever my nigga I'm all eyes ears arms legs and feet nigga <laughs> <laughs> alright for sure bro it was good talking to you man you be safe out there and you know keep doing what you do bro I can't wait for those new projects to come out even though I'm, I'm still enjoying channels you know I'm still gonna run channels 10 more times Hell yeah, I appreciate you, bro. Stay up, my nigga. I'm going to be on your shit for sure, my nigga. All right, I appreciate you, bro. Take it easy.